things first. I gotta say that it's pretty cool to be on the other side of this camera. It's everything I thought it would be. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you're happy. <laughs> I'd like to know when the next edition of Practical Programming for Strength Training comes out with a chapter on RPE training. Well, it won't. <laughs> okay, two-part question. Uh, why not? I guess for my entertainment, right. what are your thoughts on it? All right, we've, we get this question all the time since RPE has become very popular. And our friend Mike Ducher has done a good job with that. But I don't think that even Mike has uh, made the mistake of trying to apply RPE training to a population that can't use it. All right? Uh, the problem is the P. Right? Perception. Perceived exertion. Right? In my opinion, it takes probably four years of training experience to have a useful handle on what that even means. A novice is absolutely unequipped to make subjective assessments of what was hard and what wasn't. Right? And your own training bears this out. There have been many days that you've wandered into the gym, hung over, felt like a pile of dead rats, got under the bar and set a PR, right? All the warm-ups felt like hammered fuck. You said, well, damn, I've got to do this anyway. Took it out and made a PR, right? What would RPE have told you about that workout? Yet, you trained. You assigned yourself a task, right, that was this much higher than the task you previously completed. And your experience showed you that you should have been able to make this jump, right? No matter what your central nervous system told you about how much fun it was going to be, or how hard it was going to be, the salient fact is that you made the fifth rep, right? A, an advanced competitive lifter has got to pay attention to these types of, of, of inputs, all right? But how many of the people we train are advanced competitive lifters? Just essentially none. So essentially RPE is essentially useless to essentially Everybody. Okay. All right. Now, there's a little tiny niche for competitive lifter training. But that's not what we do. That's not what this is all about. You know, by the time you get to the point where you're an advanced competitive lifter, you already have figured out RPE. But the, pr the problem with RPE is not that. The problem with RPE is guys have been training three months, have got to apply this subjective criterion to a process that should be absolutely objective for a very long period of time. And that's what's wrong with it. I, I just, I use it as a communication tool for people who aren't advanced, never to drive programming. So I've got, especially for online clients, online client, I want them to tell me how hard they thought it was so that I can tell them how wrong they are. So they, they squat and they do, you know, they've been doing it for two months. They say that three sets of five, that was an RPE 10. I say, no, that was an RPE six. And then I sent them a video, I just did this yesterday. And I sent a video of Austin's 600 pound squat and 650 pound deadlift where his eyes literally come out of his head and dangle down here. <laughs> and his wife comes in and pokes him back in his skull 
I said, that's an RPE-10. Can you tell the difference based on the video? So that, so that when they are late intermediate and adva early advanced, and we have to actually start using this, then we are on the same page. Uh, here's a perfect analogy. Tell us about the pain scale. Yeah, yeah. so we use the pain scale when every patient who comes into the clinic or, or ER or hospital gets asked, <coughs> scale of 1 to 10, how bad is their pain? Uh, they're all in 10. Like they're all in 10. Five, five faces of a progressively sadder person. And they're supposed to look at it and like deeply identify with one of those faces. <laughs> and say, I feel like that face looks. So I'm an 8 out of 10 pain before we, you know, really 8 out of 10 pain is like. You can't talk. Like acutely amputated without. You can't talk. Yeah, you, you, you just had your leg amputated with that oil shit they used yeah. to do in the. In the seventeen cautery, cautery oil in the 1700s, you know? So you cut your femur off and then you sear it in boiling oil. Perfect. And, that's only an and there's no anesthesia and that's an eight, right? But we hear eight out of ten. Yeah. Oh, God, Doc. I mean, I, I, eight. Eight. Could I have some Oxycontin, please? Please, I gotta have some Oxycontin. I mean, eight. I mean, nine. No, wait, ten. Whenever I ask the pain scale, I'll, sometimes I'll put it this way, you know, if scale is 0 to 10, a 10 is your arms are broke, your legs are broke, you're on the train track, there's a train coming at you, that's a 10. Maybe. How bad? Nine and a half. Yes. That. 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 It's bad enough that I need Oxycontin. <laughs> so, whatever it is, yeah, that's the number, whatever you got to hear, but I need the Oxycontin. So, you, you've got, you, you, you've, you've got humans with an agenda, right? And, and whether that agenda is negative like in pain or it's positive in terms of, in terms of their training, you, it, it takes some level of experience, some level of honesty with yourself, and uh, a, a certain amount of intelligence to be able to to utilize an, a, a subjective scale like that. And what I'm telling you is, is that for novice trainees, for intermediate trainees, and for lots and lots of early advanced trainees, they're not capable of doing it. And that renders it, in my opinion, useless for the vast majority of the people that you and I and everybody else in this room are going to interact with as coaches. I know we all like to believe that everybody in the United States is an advanced powerlifter, but they're not. <laughs> Lots of advanced powerlifters are not advanced powerlifters. So there you have it. All right. Um, I guess more of a politics question. Uh, with uh, Trump sure pulling out of Paris, <laughs> what do you think about uh, uh, global warming and your thoughts on that? What do I think about global warming? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> well, I think that, uh, you see that chart right there? You see that chart right there? There's a lot of data on that chart, okay? There's a hell of a bunch of data on that chart. It's a collation of a hell of a bunch of data. Geological data, biological, evolutionary history, all kinds of things are on that chart, all right? Including CO2 levels, 
all right? And, and glaciation data, all right? And if you'll look at that chart, it doesn't take you very long to figure out that there's not a correlation between atmospheric CO2 and climate. Now, as much fun as it might be to blame Matt and his farts <laughs> on global warming, there's, there's no evidence for that. The models don't work. It's not logical. Sea levels are rising three millimeters every hundred years or some insane thing like that. And I, look, this, your question is motivated by this hysteria this past week. You know, it's like Corellin and the people in childhood's end have robbed the planet of its atmosphere just for the hell of it as they, you know. And everybody's just in the process of going apeshit. And could we do anything about it? It's, that's the problem. It's, it's just, you just have to look at it. I think it's funny as hell. Yeah. I'm, I'm amused by these people. These complete whack jobs that are just, look, I've got it, like you people know, I've got a geology degree. I look at things over, I look at four and a half billion years of Earth history. I don't care about the last 20 years. It's irrelevant. It's utterly irrelevant. There have been glacial periods with carbon dioxide levels 30 times as high as they are right now. There have been warming in the absence of falling CO2 levels. It's, it, it, just look at all the information and step away from the politics. And, and what you find is that this is theology. Anthropogenic global warming theology. This is AGW theology, and here's how you know. All right, are you a proponent of the AGW theory? Is there anybody in here think that man-made global warming is the situation? Nobody is willing to admit? It's, a, it's irrelevant. Seriously, can we talk about strength training? Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, sometimes, sometimes, seriously, sometimes we have to entertain ourselves, okay? <laughs> All right? So, I, I got it. So, let's just assume that you believe in anthropogenic global warming. So, you get the most from your butt. What could I tell you that would falsify that theory? What piece of data could I provide to you that would prove that, that, doesn't, that that's not taking place? That thousands of climate scientists have... That's not data. Okay. That, remember what I said Friday night about correlation, cause and effect? Yes. Thousands of climate scientists are irrelevant. We're not concerned about the scientists. We're concerned about the science. Do you understand the difference? But I defer to the scientists. Don't do that. <laughs> Thousands of physicians will tell your clients to not train. Thousands of physicians will tell your clients that dietary saturated fat causes heart disease. And after all, they are doctors. Right? Who do you think is more misguided, the personal fitness industry or the climate science? Oh, it's a toss-up. That's a good question. 
It's a toss-up. But your no shit titled "A Feminist Framework for Glaciology." I saw that. It's the it's hilarious. They got a four hundred thousand dollar grant to to spend you know a, right. a season up in Greenland or something like that. Yeah, it's 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 about the money. It's all about the money. There's thousands of climate scientists are on the dole. Who pays for climate science research? That's the question, isn't it? And if you want to get paid, what do you do? But I'm with the Frenchman. Let's talk about something else. All right. All right. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, why doesn't the military use this program? That's, that's the other <laughs> question that comes up every, every seminar. It's a very good question. The reason that the military doesn't use this program is the same reason everything else in the world is so fucked up, all right? The guys in the military like to run. They've always run. It's always worked. And who are in charge of making the decisions? Who's in charge of making the decisions? Old guys that like to run. So what are we going to do? We're going to run, aren't we? Who's military? Kirk? Joe's military. Nobody else military? Alan, ex-military, ex-military, ex-military. The guys in charge, we're going to do what they want to do. That's all there is to it. There's no other, there's no logical reason why you couldn't take 18-year-old healthy males whom you are in complete control of for six months and get all of them up to a a 450 deadlift and a 375 squat and a, a body weight press and have better soldiers, especially considering the fact that we don't have to run to the battle anymore, <laughs> right? Some of us do. Who? Infantry. No, you get carried to the battle. At the battle, you may have to run, but that's not the same thing as running to the battle. It's not World War I. We have mechanization. We have mechanization, right? Everybody's got mechanization. We spent a bunch of money on that, right? And it's just an incontrovertible fact that strength is a much more important component of combat readiness than is your five-mile time. All right, it's not even worth discussing. The, the question is, that's not the question at all. The question is not what we ought to do. The question is, what are we going to do? And what we're going to do it's what the old guys in charge tell us we're going to do. So what has to happen? They have to die. <laughs> Attrition is what, is what will take care of this. Attrition, and that's all. Okay? You can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. Joe can't do anything about it. Alan couldn't do anything about it. Nobody could do anything about it. It's just the way it's going to be. It's worse than Rip says. They'll just keep promoting the fucking runners. Yeah, that's probably what'll happen.